Alright chaps, this is episode 39 of 2 Minutes for Chatting and we're back after a, a two week holiday where neither of us was on holiday but uh, you'll be glad to hear us uh, and what an action packed show we've got coming up tonight, isn't that right? Stevie boy. That is absolutely true. Just wait till you feast on this one. Meat, meat feast. A meat feast. Would you say meat. if you were if you were saying that this episode is a pizza, what pizza would it be? <laughs> and why? <laughs> why? And that goes to contestant number one. Yeah, send that in to um, PO Box Twelve. Uh, now nah, I'm giving. I'm calling this a meat feast. Right. Uh, packed full of mainly hockey goodness, so we'll get fired straight in, I think, because we've got six games to cover, uh, do, all of it being pretty positive, but it started uh, the day after we last recorded on 29th of January, we were at home to Belfast in the first leg of the Challenge Cup semi-final, and uh, we came out 2-1 winners. So a, a cracking result for the halfway point in that one. Um, I was going to say we've got one foot in the, the final, but we one skate in the final. Um, but we definitely don't when it's ice hockey, uh, and especially against a team like Belfast. Yeah, definitely not. Um, still all up for grabs um, for the return leg, but it was a, it was a really exciting game to go and see I think um, you know it was end to end stuff um, just a really good hockey game uh, you know not not too many so clear cut chances from both teams but a fairly low a low shot game if that's a thing uh, 25 shots for Clan, 26 for Belfast um, it was a pretty even game throughout as well I would say um, and then again <laughs> Seem to be a, a sort of common theme uh, for these games as well. We'll probably touch on um, referees and some missed calls and kind of soft calls as well, but um, I suppose we'll get to that. Yeah, um, just the, the scoring pattern in general, we went 2-0 up. Uh, we were 2-0 up within five minutes of the second period. Uh, Becca and Hansen. Um, and then, as you say, kind of ran into what you could call a bit of bit of penalty trouble. You were obviously there. There was a couple of incidents, some fights, and um, or a fight involving Mikko Gutwald. Um, what happened with that one? So I think it was um, I think it was Ferland that uh, hit Bierum, um so sort of centre ice. Um, don't know. I, I would probably need to look at it again to see if it was uh, if there was anything dodgy in it. But I felt like it was a good hit. Um, but obviously, good balls taking taking an exception to it and and dropped the gloves with with Ferland, So resulted in a two plus five plus ten penalty for Goodwald. Um So a long a long time to sit in the in the penalty box for that one. Yeah, and then obviously Ferland himself just got the five minutes, so that resulted in a two-minute power play for Belfast, I think, and they scored within 
uh, inside that to make yep. it two one, uh, which is how the game finished. Um, would you say overall that we deserved to edge it, or was it just could have gone either way type thing? But glad to come out of it on the right side. Yeah, I think it was one of those games that could have went either way. I think we did really well on the night to to come away with with this the sorry with the with the advantage kind of thing. So um, no, that was that was pleasing. Obviously, it's a a close run game, but it's good to see you know this group of guys can. Uh, are starting to uh, hold on to leads now rather than um, sort of give away two or three goals at a time as we've seen previously Yeah and I think we both said that we would like to see us, as long as we're, we're still in it going over there um, obviously we've got a lead so um, that's that's as good as, as good as it could be really um, I think I'd said we, we only want to we just want to avoid going 3-0 up over in Belfast, because uh, we we've got a, a track record of throwing those ones away, um, but no, I'm sure it will be another tight one coming up. Um, really, we might as well kind of semi preview it while we're on it because it's a Thursday is the is the return leg, going with a one goal lead. In form, it's gonna be it's gonna be a really good one. Our only potential disadvantage is that we are playing tomorrow night before that. Um, but it's it's a big one. To get into that final would be superb. Yeah, it would be, absolutely. Um, and then obviously it depends if we're playing Nottingham, who we, we seem to be able to, to beat no bother, um, or is it <laughs> going to be Guildford to struggle to beat this season? Yeah. And of course, Guildford, I think, going with a, is that a 4 1 lead. They've uh, got, I'm sure. 5 2, I think. 5 2, right. Three the goals, anyway. Um, so, I mean, they're in the, the driving seat there. So, um, either way, if we did get through, I think we could, you know, we could definitely do it. So, but it'd just be great to, to have the team in a, in a final like that. So, um, yeah, definitely. There's not really much, much more to say other than. All the best, lads. See you later. See when you come back on the boat. Um, but no, hopefully, hopefully we can do it. Uh, I think we just if if we do get one of those spells that we seem to in Belfast, where they're kind of tallying up one or two goals in a row, then that's when we've got to got to keep control of it. But otherwise, otherwise we're more than a match. I think. Um, sort of full strength, uh, and and really keep out the keep out the penalty box. Yeah, definitely. I think that's that's the key, obviously, for for going over there. I think it was kind of, you know, the, other than that fight, there wasn't really too many other penalties called, although it was quite feisty at times. Um, I seem to remember your boy Jim Vandermeer. Uh, you know he. He kind of likes to play that sort of annoying guy. Yeah, he does. Yeah. For the other team, so um, you know, he was getting a bit sort of wound up towards the end, uh, along with a few others. So it could be a could be a, a tasty a tasty return leg. Um, obviously, both teams will be up for it. Uh, and yeah, like you say, I think we need to be 
um, at full full strength, full complement. Obviously, we're, we've been missing uh, Earhart of of late, um, and I think Peacock as well from from the game yesterday. Yeah, um, there was a as a doubt about Wilson as well a couple of weeks ago, but he's he's been playing, um, not playing noticeably injured or anything. I think his style is quite a quite a calm casual type player so you can never tell um if he's playing with something or not but um I don't think he's been you know noticeably uh, not up to the level the usual standards um and Peacock as we'll get to I didn't see the game last night uh, but obviously he, he wasn't playing in man the Manchester game there weren't any real noticeable incidents unless it was the the strange goal that he scored that we'll also get to, but um, hopefully get him back because he's been been playing um, just as well as everyone else. So yeah, you want to go in there with, with the full full roster, but I suspect Earhart is maybe out for a a couple of weeks potentially more. I don't know. Um, but do we need just on that point? Should we look to? It's a bit of a daft question, but should we look to bring somebody else in as as cover? to free up Tansky basically to play forward yeah I think that the club have been talking about this for a while um, I think it would be good to have you know a, a kind of seventh D-man there that you could that you could rotate in and out but then you're sort of you're kind of messing with the with the defensive lines I suppose if you do that as well but um, but you know it, it just shows as well that Tansky is that um you know, has that versatility that you you can play in the if you can play in D and he can play pretty much anywhere. To be honest, um, you know, and he'll, he'll do a he'll do a great job wherever he's wherever he's required. Yeah, he's definitely been one of the standouts in the last few weeks. Um, mainly playing in as the sixth defenseman and then rotating up to playing penalty kill and playing up on the line, the forward lines when needed, but mainly playing defence. Um, but yeah, just to just to relieve him a bit, and obviously everybody else, it would be great to see somebody else in, but we'll see how it goes. It's not affecting the results at the moment, clearly, but uh, fatigue-wise, it, it must be. Yeah. Um, from Following on from that game, then, we went back to league action, and faced the old rivals Fife on the 1st of February at Brayhead Arena and we won a uh, 2-1 and what was you know I was I was there I don't you weren't there were you no I wasn't that one um it was just one of those really kind of closely matched games obviously the last time we played Fife they were a few bodies light but um a full complement this time um, and both teams were fairly evenly matched although I thought we kind of had more of the, the attack in play uh, more of the pressure in their zone um, and a, a few good chances albeit we only managed to score once uh, well in fact we didn't score at all in the first period but it took until 10 minutes into the second for us to, to go ahead Connolly um, it was a 
shot from Stannis, I think, as far as I can remember, and he, he got the rebound off Owen. Um, although saying that, we did did score one goal that was disallowed in the first period, but rightly so, by the letter of the law, the net was pushed off by Owen, I think. It was Bierum, potentially, that put it in, but the net was off, so uh, one of those uh, things. Just kind of following, following the game on Twitter and stuff, it seemed as though um, that was... That was a sort of recurring theme of that night. Was the the nets coming off the moons? Yeah, is that why did it seem that way? Yeah, it's one of those things that seems to happen a lot once you notice it happening. Once you know some goalies yeah. are definitely worse than others. I think definitely at times you know keepers will um, try and pull a wee sneaky one in terms of getting the net off. There was one where Arson was sliding back. And he kind of slid into the goals and took it off. I don't really think that was intentional. Um, I tend to give the players more of the benefit of the doubt because I know that the pegs are poor. Um, but just Rumpel doesn't seem to be that kind of goalie who who plays off his post as much, so it doesn't really happen with him. Um, but yeah, it does get annoying, but the goal was, was rightly disallowed, although the, the crowd will probably shout otherwise um, but yeah so Crowder equalised not long after we'd gone ahead uh, Finucci played that across to him and he tapped it in couldn't really miss um, and you thought you know that it could probably go either way although we still had the the most most of the game um, but it took until uh half a minute before the end of the second for Becca to get a, a really nice wee touch on a Stannis, Stannish, should I say, shot, I think, and he got it past Owen. Um, that was the end of the scoring. The only other real major incident was Finucci and Hansen. They had a wee, a wee ding-dong. Um, Finucci had been kind of either pushed over or something like that by Hansen uh, and they decided to, to go at each other but I thought that we were going to get a power play of it looked like Finucci kind of cross-checked Hansen but uh, evened, evened itself out and um, as it was we managed to hold out I think we were pretty solid in the third period and we've been quite good at that holding a lead recently um, not playing with too much panic and stuff like that so it was good to see, um, so just about edged that one, but a tight kind of Fife game that we've come to expect. Yeah, I think that's, you know, recent in recent games against Fife, that's definitely seemed to be the case. Um, and yeah, obviously the stats back up what you've said there as well, seven shots on, on goal apiece in that uh, third period, so, you know, doing well as a, as a team overall, uh, clan to to kind of um, thwart any offensive chances that, that Fife had in that third period. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, again, it's pleasing to see that. Uh, like the the defence now are, you know, they're working a lot, a lot better than uh, sort of earlier in the season. Um, you know, and that, that gives confidence uh, to Rumpel as well as, um, you know, the, the rest of the team and I think he's performing 
a lot better as well recently. Yeah, I would agree. They're, they're playing well as a unit. Um, but defensively as a team, I thought one thing we did well at the end of that game was um, kept possession and prevented Fife being able to take Owen off um, for the extra skater. And that, you know, if you, you can manage to kill another minute or so of that, um, it makes a real difference because the pressure can be quite a lot if you've got two minutes or something playing against the extra man. So we, we did that well. Um, they hardly really troubled us yeah, and when they actually did get my, um, Owen off as well so uh, it was good and it was I suppose another another win against Fife which you can never complain about um, the the reverse fixture was on the on the Saturday and Fife actually won this one in overtime 3-2 in the end again it's just shows that both teams are evenly matched. Uh, we took the lead in this one as well, Peacock, in the first period, and Bloodoff scored a, a guy that absolutely loves to score against us, although it was, was quite quiet on the Friday, uh, I thought, but loves to score against us, got a power play goal. Bierum gave us a lead shortly after that, and then Again, shortly after that, Bloodoff equalised, making it two each after the first. Um, again, power play goal. And while we're while we're talking about power plays, I've um, just been having a wee look because noticed in the past few games we've conceded a couple on the kill. Um, also, some of the games that we'll get to, but over the past couple of weeks, we are. 78% on the penalty kill which is probably a fair fair bit below where I'd think we want to be um, and then power play wise well we're on that point we're only 1 from 20 the last 20 so 5% which is just a disaster but we are playing well that kind of makes up for it but if you think the pressure we'll be able to take off ourselves from getting another even couple of goals there. Um Yeah. It's just is unbelievable, but it's it's surely an area that we've got to look to work on. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a good point. Um especially with the games against Fife as well, obviously that game uh, conceding two power play goals. Um and I think we had eleven power plays over the two games against Fife. Uh, didn't convert any of them, so that's obviously an issue. But I think, um, I think Earhart's a big part of that as well. Um, missing him on the on yeah. the power play for sure. Yeah, no, I do agree with that. Um, he, he gives you the option and the a wee bit of mobility in terms of a defenseman. We've been playing with, uh, kind of changing up the system a bit. So it's been Wilson's been playing a bit of that role. Um, and then Pitt every so often as well playing playing the guy on the point so it's it's a bit difficult having to change change those lines up uh, I don't know what our stats were before that but they've certainly kind of gone down slightly and yeah Earhart's is a part of that um, so we'll see how that improves but I think it's definitely a point of not quite what you'd say concern because we're we're still doing well but Peter Russell know it's it's an area to improve and if we do we'll be even more potent I would say. Yeah, 
Well, that's it. It's, it's like you say, it takes the pressure off uh, when you're when you're at full complement, um, looking for goals that way. Uh, just having a look at the the, side, the game sheet for that night, uh, Scott Pitt taking four penalties. Yeah, he was... Three, three for slashing. Yeah, he does. I he mean, kinda, I was going to say he plays on the edge. That's not quite true, but um, he does... That's just he part does, of his game, but he does use his stick a lot. Um, he's a he's quite a niggly guy in terms of um, trying to get possession back and whatever. But yeah, I was still surprised to see see um, three of those, um, and also a wee trip in there as well. So yeah, um, not his a best wee, night, a wee John. In, <laughs> exactly, not his best night in terms of discipline. Uh, he didn't get a point either, but um, you know it, it's hard to to criticise anything about that. Is his game that is part of his game? So um, yeah. it is what it is. But yeah, the discipline there, you could say cost us slightly, and of course it was made worse by a, conceding a short-handed goal in overtime to Carlo Finucci. Um so that was that was definitely not ideal. You think going into that overtime period with a power play that you might convert it, but wasn't to be. Um, just um, one of those sorry, things. just while, while we're on pit, um, just you know over the the last uh, six games since we recorded, um, zero goals, three assists. Um, you know, is that is that sort of worrying or? Do you think he's just? Well, what well, I would say, obviously, you know, he's he's one of my guys, but I'm not not going to be, you know, completely biased or anything. Um, I do think he's lost a bit of the goal scoring touch for sure. Um, you look at some of the chances that he gets now, some of the shots. I remember in the past, you know, you put Pitt in those positions and you think. Um, He's certainly going to hit the target or even score, um, but it's more it's more Becca that's that's doing that now. He's been as clinical as ever, if not, you know, better. Um, and a couple of chances, I just think Pitts shooting off target or whatever, and maybe just not as confident in front of goal as as he has been in the past. Um, the way that the three of them are working, Stupka and Becca and Pitt are working on that line, I've got no concerns. But yeah, I would like a bit more from Pitt. Um, but again, it's hard to say that these kind of things are so negative when everyone's putting in a, a shift for the team and other players are scoring. It's not as if we can put the spotlight on individuals and say this is why we're losing games, because we're not. No, exactly, and that's that's really the sort of main takeaway is that we've only dropped one point in the in our last six games. So, um, you know, you can look at that and say it's not really an issue. But just you know, from a from a personal point of view, I think you know, um, I don't think you'll be um, particularly happy with you know how his you know how his his own sort of goal scoring form has been recently. Um, because you know he is a goal scorer, so that's his uh, main. Uh, that's his main thing, really. Um, so you know, I think he'll be a, a, probably a wee bit disappointed with um, just how it's gone recently. But you know, obviously, we've no doubts that 
um, you know, he can't come back and, and be that player again. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think he used to used to quite enjoy a wee power play shift as well, and obviously that's struggling at the moment. So, um, mm. I think he he's probably due a couple of goals on the power play. Um, but you know he, he does play play a good two way game and stuff. So I can't I can't criticise too much, but I completely agree that um, he will be thinking um, that he wants to score another couple of goals. If he if he does that, then you know that would be great because the, the level of the other guys is is excellent in the moment. So yeah, yeah. hopefully yeah, totally. hopefully he does, and I think he's he plays a, a good role as ever. So. Um, yeah, if he picks it up, great stuff. Um, went to the Sunday then, so it was our, our third game of the weekend. Going down to a place that we've kind of gone on about a lot in the past is being tricky for teams, uh, as we'd seen. Um, but we won 4-2 in Milton. Um, I actually saw this one on the webcast. I had quite a lot of hockey that weekend. Um <laughs> And again, I don't think we were great, um, but it was one of those that we we got the job done. Um, Gary Russell started in goals, um, and there was nothing, you know, nothing that you would say we lost. We lost from having him there, and it was good to get Rumpel a break. I thought Russell performed well. Couldn't really do much about the goals. The first one was a a tap in from a good pass across the crease. Um and the their second was was a bit of a scrappy one. Uh, but he just managed to lift it over Russell from close range, I think. Uh, our our standout really was was Doucet, two goals himself, um, against his old team, so he'll be pleased with that. Uh, and we, we outshot them thirty eight twenty nine. But again, it's one of those things that performance aside, it's, it's great to get the win, and uh, especially especially in a place like that. I think that was our last game against Milton, so yeah. um, we've done pretty well against them, other than that TV disaster. <laughs> uh, the live, yeah, the live podcast, the live podcast, never again. But no, no. It, good good to get the job done there, and uh, we did believe it or not get a power play goal. Doucette's first, the equaliser, a wee pit assist. Uh, but no, no, good to get the win there. There's not really too much else to say. It wasn't that exciting. Yeah, um, yeah. so yeah, a couple of goals for Doucette, a couple of goals for Hansen as well. Um, you know, his sort of goal scoring uh, has been on the up recently as well. Uh, that's obviously good to see Pierre in amongst the points as well. Uh, so, you know, I, I feel like maybe that, that line sort of quietened down for, you know, not too long, but it was just it was a kind of noticeable period where, you know, they were still getting points, but there wasn't really any goal scoring um, coming with it. Um, but it's, it's good to see that that's sort of coming back again as well. Interestingly as well, with the set, just as a sort of comparison with uh, Grant, um so I think Grattan had, what, 23 points in 22 games or something like that? Yeah. And Doucette's 20 points from 20, so it's 7 goals, 13 assists. Um, so that's, you know, ideally he's just kind of come in and 
basically taking over from a uh, from a point scoring yeah. uh, point of view. So yeah. that's you know that's good to see. And obviously we we brought him in with the, with the knowledge that he that he was a goal scorer. And um, you know, al- although you're kind of losing this sort of physical aspect of Grattan, but you know it's not really made too much of a difference. No, I, I think um, Doucette's kind of grown into the system as well and stuff. Um, at the start, you know, maybe not as accustomed to how we were playing or how Pete Russell wanted him to play, although he did play under him last year. You just felt that he wasn't quite on the same wavelength at times. Um, but no, I think really looking good. Um, plays quite physical as well when he has to. You know, he's he's a bit like Pitt in terms of quite annoying to play against, I think. And you know that when he gets that chance, um, he'll put it away. Uh, playing with Connolly and Peacock, and I think it's brought Peacock's game on as well, playing with those two. Uh, and, and as for Hansen, Haywood and Bierum, I think recently those three have just been superb. The job that they do, albeit sometimes not not on the points, although Hansen has picked up the possession that they're able to keep um, and just the the way that they can hassle teams and that especially especially Hansen on the boards very rarely loses possession um, I remember yep. the, the Manchester game there on Saturday there's periods of you know half a minute or so where we're just cycling the puck and giving the other guys a rest and um, and the difference it makes is huge. Three of them have been brilliant and also been a goal threat. I think it's rare that you get a line like that that can do that almost grind and roll but have the have the threat and the skill as well. So been really impressed with those those three and that includes Haywood playing there. I think he's picked up a lot playing with those two. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Um, we'd said you know we didn't know much about Hansen in terms of seeing him coming from Manchester, but I think he's been a great signing, um, and obviously Bierum are one to watch. Just shows how good knowledge we actually have. But uh, nah, the three of them have been great since they've played together. Yeah, uh, absolutely. The last couple of games then, just the cover was from this weekend passed and it started on Saturday with a 6-4 win against Manchester uh, a game in which we, uh, I was in attendance and it was it was good that I really enjoyed the game I thought the my overall thought is that we made it a lot harder than it needed to be you know we I felt that we were in control for huge parts of that game but Manchester that the kind of team that opportunistic have one or two uh, chances a period and tend to take them, especially uh, when we were 5-3 up. Very comfortable, I think, in the third, playing another good third period. Um, and we gave gave them that goal and it got a bit nervy, but again, we were good at closing it down. Um, in general as well, Manchester went 2-0 up quite early doors and I can genuinely say that now with this team I don't feel like we're not going to be able to get chances to get back in it 
Whereas in the past you've thought two 0 the heads will go down, but it's the opposite. I think, um, you know, yeah. we picked straight up. Becca got a chance right in front of uh, Jin within about a minute of them going two 0 up and really clinical slots it away, and you know that the momentum starts to shift then. Um, Jenner. Jenner, yeah, best goal in the league. <laughs> Unfortunately, we, we managed to put six, okay, well, five plus an empty net past yeah. him, yeah. Um, but no, we were we were really, really started to play well, I think, uh, throughout that uh, second period, albeit we kind of gave them a couple of goals on the power play, which is the area of, of concern, but Gutwald's goal to make it two each just at the start of the second was a, a good shot. I think Mike got redirected by potentially Lyndon Springer and bounced bounced through a bit, a good bit of traffic. And then the highlight of the game for me was Tansky's goal. Have you seen the highlights yet? Yeah, I've seen the highlights. Yeah. I mean he was he was superb all night, but comes round from the back of the net and then a laser into the top corner. I think Jin was completely unsighted, but um, great celebration as well as I'd tweeted out. Um, but no, for me, definitely deserved his man of the match. Um, great goal. But you always felt if they had a power play chance, uh, they might get back in it, and and they did. Uh, Byers tied it up with a goal that just really was a, a shot, I think it was Poulin maybe, a shot from the blue line, Byers gets a tip, nothing Rumble can do, and you're three all thinking, we're dominating this, but, hopefully, eh, Manchester don't sneak it, the, the 4-3 goal, at the end of the second, was, a very strange incident, eh, yeah, if I'm Manchester, I'm still, well, never mind who I am, I'm still amazed, that it was given, uh, apparently there was an issue with the the uh, cameras on the goal but basically Peacock goes through the middle of two defencemen and whether or not he's taken down I'm not sure but he kind of slides on his arse into Jin and a couple of seconds later the puck the, the, the net has been taken off with the impact and a second or so later the puck kind of trickles through Um and seeing it now, they actually give the goal and then say, we're going to go and have a look at it. For me, I think we've got very lucky there. Um, that I don't think there's any way that, that should have stood. Um, I'm surprised in a way they didn't call a, a penalty or anything, but um, I'm amazed they let that one stand. I think the goal was probably off the mooring and... Uh, you know, Peacock went straight into gin, but at the end of the day, we'll take it. Um, but I was just surprised. Did you? Obviously, you've seen that incident as well. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, do you think it could have been a, a case of, you know, they've, they've given the go as they've seen it, and then they've went to review it, and there's probably not, there's not much there, uh, certainly from the highlights. There's not much there to sort of, to sort of overturn it if you're looking at it from, you know, purely at the point of view that the puck, uh, you know, sort of crosses the line. 
I, I can see what you're saying. I think it's maybe, uh, you know, momentum's carried Peacock into Jin. Um, you don't really get a good view of, you know, from in front whether whether Peacock actually gets a, a touch on it at first um, before he slides into Jin. Yeah, it's a difficult one, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, regardless of what they saw in the replay, I just mean that I'm surprised that they gave it in the first place, as opposed to uh-huh. saying no goal and then going yeah, to, then to overturn. Yeah. Um, you know, it was it was one of those that you really rarely see given at first, um, and obviously right, it. rightly so they were they were a bit annoyed. But um, I was going to say that. Yeah. Did you see Fenner's uh, kind of reaction to? It? Yeah. That was just yeah. classic for Of but. course, and as we know, the rage from that kind of carried on into their next game. But we'll we'll touch on that. Um, yeah, no, it was it was it was a strange one, but again, we'll take it. Um, and that meant four three up going into the third. Not long into the third, we got a a fifth. It was a a nice play across the crease from I think it was Becca passed that across. Uh, or maybe it was Pitt but it was certainly the, the three of them in, in that line involved and Stupka puts it in at the back post I think Stupka has been impressive um, he went through a bit of a barren patch you could say um, he's one of those guys I think though that does get a lot of chances and maybe misses his fair share but uh, does get on the score sheet as well and is also, he's just his work rate superb, and one of those guys, his speed is just superb. You know, he's surprising yeah. guys all over the ice. I think both he's definitely back checking and and going forward. Uh huh. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, for me, he's he's the quickest. He's the quickest skater I think I've ever seen. Yeah, you never seen Jeff Smith. What's that? You never seen Jeff Smith. Well. Skating, skating backwards. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's absolutely rapid. Um, you know, even guys that have got a good sort of five yards on them, and you know, chasing the puck down. Like he's, you know, he's probably favourite to make it most times. Yeah, I think again, um, and actually, I, I had a note about this. I was going to mention it. Just we we talked about Grattan there, but looking back. Do you remember Liam Healis? Yes. <laughs> it's just funny how, <laughs> not that I think things changed after that point, but when you look at, I think, what Stupka's given us, um, and I'm just guessing here, but for me, we're getting more from Stupka than we would from Healis. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that, yeah. But again, though, they're different types of players. So I think it's, um, you know, it's a kind of same almost kind of thing with Grattan, you're kind of losing a bit of, I feel like Helios was maybe more, more kind of physical. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah sort of plays the body and stuff. But, you know, what what you lose from that, you, you gain in uh, just sheer speed and, you know, being able to create opportunities and, uh, you know, forge opportunities for himself as well. I think you get that with, with Stubka. Um Obviously, I think came came on a uh, recommendation from from Pat. I think they played with each other um, in Slovakia. So 
yeah, no, he's just as you see, he hit that so bit of a bad patch, but uh, we've definitely seen him step up again recently. Yeah, and he compliments the other two well. Um, you know, Becca and Pitt. You wouldn't say that they're got lightning pace about them. Um, Pitt maybe more so, but Becca certainly is is the playmaker among the three of them. I think, uh, yep. but can finish. Um, yeah, I think they just they complement each other really well. Um, one other thing, a, a good finish from Haywood, an empty net goal from well inside our D zone. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that's that's classic Haywood. The guy's just an absolute goal scoring <laughs> machine. Um, he always practices that as well before going off the ice. Yeah, true. So, finally coming, yeah. coming to fruition. Yeah. Um, there was a, a bit of a niggle in the game. Uh, we know Manchester are quite physical. I think um, a couple of calls in the first period were maybe a bit harsh when we felt we could have had had something both on Fitzy. Um, I think, to be honest, I think at times he doesn't help himself. But there was one incident where he went after a backer, I think, in the corner, Fitzy, trying to get him to to drop the gloves, and he just. Surprisingly, wasn't interested at all, um, and then Chance Braid came in, sort of behind Fitzy and pushed him over. But um, further on from that, I think Fitzy knew that you know they weren't going to bite on anything and kind of calmed down. But sometimes those penalties are just annoying to see when when I don't feel like they were needed. You know, I don't feel like he needed to try and start a fight or that we were um, struggling to get anything going. Um, and for once Manchester kind of lulled him into it a wee bit yeah um, we know that he's got that that kind of side to his game fits here, but I think he you know he's he's certainly matured uh, since the last time he was here I think you know we're seeing someone that kind of almost sort of knows when when's the right time to uh, to play that role Um you know, he's obviously he's the he's the captain there, so he's got that responsibility as well. Um, to sort of keep keep cool when when need be, and I think he's you know overall, I think he has he has done that this season. Yeah, he de- he's definitely definitely improved on it. It's just you know, there's the odd incident where you think, uh-huh. um, you know, give us give us a chance type thing, but there is always that, you know. That thing as well, where he's he always plays, he always plays the body, and yes, you know, yeah, it, it would definitely just be easier to play the puck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes but some referees will, yeah, will pick yeah. up on that. Some won't, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. And so yeah, as as I've said about a lot of stuff, when we're playing so well, these things are kind of brushed under the carpet. So yeah, uh, long may it continue. Um, Last game then of the of the six was uh, another really good win, um, and actually I believe that we were on the verge of winning the conference, which is you know the best news in the planet. But it had to be won in regulation time. But in the end it was four three down uh, up in Dundee, uh, in overtime I believe Becca getting the winner. 
And um, always a tough place to play. We seem to say this about everywhere. Uh, <laughs> but um, tight games against Dundee, certainly up there. Maybe not so much at home. Uh, and that's, you know, that's exactly how it proved again. And it was good to see us getting a, a wee overtime win again. Um, not one of them for a, a while. Um, and from all accounts, a, a cracking goal from Becca. I've not seen it yet. don't think the highlights are out, but uh, look forward to seeing that. Um, but yeah, another important two points, given that Fife as well won to close the gap on us. So, um, yeah, I can't obviously really comment on it. I haven't seen a webcast or anything. But another goal from Tansky. So, goal scoring machine this weekend. Yeah. Uh, one from Hansen. Do set again. So, um, nah, positive stuff. And I think yeah, there would have maybe been a time when we'd have gone there and you'd, you'd think that maybe Dundee would have the better of it. But this team at the moment are almost favourites going into most games. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that as well. Um, three assists for, for Stanish as well on the night. So, um, you know, I think if you look around the league, you um, a lot of teams have got that sort of 1D man uh, that contributes a lot of points, obviously. Forney down in, in Cardiff and, uh, you know, a select guys from, uh, from Guildford as well. Yeah. They can do that. And I don't think that's... Probably the only thing I think that we're missing um, from that point of view, just a guy that can, uh, you know, put up put up a good number of points. Um, but you know, three points from Stanis, so that's that's what you're looking for, really. Um, so he's definitely been uh, he's definitely been sort of quietly good, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been impressed by him. I think. Um, He's quite mobile as well, which I like. Uh, yeah, for a big guy, yeah, he's... yeah. Wilson, kind of the same. Not as not as prolific in terms of points, but um, they both make some clever plays. I think obviously Stan is filling in a bit on that power play role as well. Um, of course, Earhart, I guess you would say, would be one of our more forward-thinking defensemen, but while he's out, these guys have had to step up. Um, well, I remember on, on Wilson for the empty net goal, Haywoods against Manchester. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Wilson played a brilliant wee pass uh, through his legs from the boards when Manchester players were coming in to, to pressure him um, and, you know, cut them in half and played it straight to Haywood and he, he got it in. So I think Wilson's a really clever player. Um, hopefully can stay fit um, but yeah guys like Stanish as you say big shots um, and good good at seeing plays I think we seem to have picked picked the best bits from Manchester last year and they're working really well in our team yeah definitely uh, you know that's, that's a credit to, to Pete Russell as well obviously done a lot of research on these guys and um you know, brought in brought in the right guys as you say that uh, have made a difference to to this team definitely because um, we know how how good Manchester were last year obviously um, 
you know, I think took everybody by surprise a wee bit. So, uh, no, definitely, it's good good to have these guys here, and hopefully we can uh, keep a hold of them. Um, the other sort of main main talking point from from that game is the the Hansen incident, um, a five plus plus game for a boarding boarding call. Um, not seen it obviously yet, so can't really comment too much on it. Um, but you know, do you, do you think he'll he'll end up with a, with a suspension coming out of that? Well, I don't know. Um, depends. Maybe they feel like they need to take his excuse me, take us down a notch um, and give us a wee suspension. But um, we've not really had. I think we're still probably the, the second best team. In, in fact, I think ourselves and Dundee are the two best for discipline. Um, so we really don't talk about incidents like this at all. Uh, so yeah, yet to see it, but hopefully they'll just assess it as the call on the ice was correct. Um, yeah. And there's nothing, you know, there's nothing more comes from it, because uh, he's he's been key recently, especially if if Peacock's down, then we'll be too short. So hopefully not. Um, but you never know. Um, they'll obviously be extremely busy this week so <laughs> maybe they might forget about us which would be great they've been quiet for a while Dubs, so. they have uh, a wee point for Musel there worth a mention in that yep. game uh, I think they only get maybe one or two shifts on Saturday uh, against Manchester it was one of those games he kind of ran more three lines uh, which you know sometimes has to be done not not complaining, but you did notice when they came out they'd had a bit of energy and, and did quite well. So yeah. hopefully that continues. Been impressed when I've seen that that line. So yeah, um, and obviously the fact is with with Tansky having to play D, um, you know these guys' times restricted a bit, but he's not yeah. Tansky's not able to jump up with them, for example. So that's definitely got an effect. Um, I'm sure they understand that, but. Yep, uh, just uh, moving on then, I think uh, we've got a few few upcoming games which we'll just go over briefly, um, we're playing, because uh, it's, it's a, I would say a, a huge week really for us in the context of the season, I don't think it'd be hard to disagree with that. No, definitely, definitely is, with that, well... I've had a lot of games recently, but there's plenty more coming up. Yep, and it starts uh, on Tuesday when we play Dundee at home. Um, just briefly, I mean, I think we went to that probably strong favourites. I like to think um, we can get get the two points there. Yeah, I would. I would think so, um, and I think that would that would seal the. The conference uh, trophy as well, so yeah, taking that back off Fife, that's yeah, that's, that's pleasing. Um, Definitely. Of yeah. course, last time, last time we scored, I think nine against them. That won't happen again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like to think um, I'll be disappointed if we don't get the points there. Um, arguably, the the biggest of the three games is is coming up on Thursday. We've already already covered it. The 
the Challenge Cup return leg, so we won't need to say anything else on that, other than it starts the first of a a three-game wee series against Belfast, uh, and we I don't know if we'll be staying there for the Friday, because we play them play them on Saturday in the league, um, and then the return game is at Brayhead on Sunday, four o'clock. So that's that's an early one, um, but you know Challenge Cup aside, uh, and I guess fatigue and stuff aside. How do you see the, the two games at the weekend going? Um, uh, I, I think it will be difficult. Obviously, could depend on the on the result uh, on Thursday night as to as to how it goes at the weekend. Um, you know, Belfast are a quality team. We know that. Um, still uh, chasing down Cardiff uh, at the top as well. So. Um, yeah, and credit to them. To be fair, they've they've really yeah. not not dropped off that much. No, definitely not. Um, you know, Cardiff. Previous years, you would say, you know, it'd be difficult for anybody to beat them, really. But uh, it just shows that they can be beaten on on any given day. Um, and Belfast are certainly keeping in touch with them. Uh, you know, I think they probably want to push on. Um, you know, whether they'll almost uh, conserve energy, I don't know if that's maybe, I don't know if that's a thing, but yeah. if they'll do that for the Challenge Cup uh, and then focus focus more on, on the league, you know, if, if they feel it's in their grasp, and it, it certainly is, then um, that could come into it, but I think we can give them a game, I think, you know, we've shown that uh, we can. I think uh, overall, I think we'll Split the weekend, um, so I, I can see us taking taking something from the the game on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it's um, not you know touch wood. We're not starting to get a ton of injuries, but um, we'll we'll definitely be stretched this week, uh, travel wise and everything. Um, yeah. For me though, I would like the focus. Obviously, Dundee first. Um, yeah. But for me, I would like the focus to be on that Challenge Cup game. Uh, if we can get through that Challenge Cup game, then that's, at the moment, just the way it stands, bigger, I think, than the two games against Belfast. They won't decide where we finish. Um, I'd like to get through, but again, I think you never know. Um, two points from those league games would be great. Um but for me, focus on the on the Challenge Cup. Uh, so I'm going to say that we will get. Oh, nah, this is tough. This is tough. <laughs> I would love to see us go through to the final, but I don't think we will. Um, okay. And if that is the case, I think we'll split the weekend. If we manage to get through to the final, I think we'll have a hangover in Belfast. We'll take four from that. Um, right. Not really basing it on too much, but just a feeling as, as ever. Uh, but yeah, focus on the cup for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would agree with that as well. Although, obviously, um, Belfast 
the Belfast won it last year. Is that right? Is that yeah? Yeah. So I mean, obviously they'll be they'll be wanting to go on to maintain it, I guess. So you know, there's there's a difficult there's a difficult time. You're obviously playing them three three times in in as many days, but it's um, you know it, it will be a, a difficult one. But it's difficult for both teams. So, um, but yeah, I would probably I would probably agree with you um, in terms of if we can get if we can get the win for the, and go through the, the final of the Challenge Cup then that's a huge achievement for us yeah um, definitely is um, and then and the league will sort of see itself yeah I, guess. I think um, it will take care of itself but you know we've got obviously we've got that game against against Dundee um, you know and if we get the win there then we go above Nottingham as well so uh with, with still four games in hand over them so and they play Sheffield at the weekend and they just kind of beat Sheffield so yeah for whatever reason no exactly um, as you say the table you know we're sitting in fourth at the moment 56 points one behind Nottingham 57 but we've played five games left so less so if we do get the two on Tuesday um, you know not that it's a formality by any means um, but to be up to third then um, and that would take us uh, nine points clear of five albeit we'd have played two games more but uh, you know that's a pretty strong position even if we were to lose a couple um, but yeah no, looking, looking really good I think can you say we're favourites for third? You probably have to, judging by form, um, and obviously the games in hand. But we we need to win them. Uh, but yeah, to finish to finish third, I think would be superb. Yeah, definitely. Given, oh, yeah, given should, what, given what we've got, yeah, absolutely. Um, got to be ambitious, and well, wanting to get in the top two is too ambitious. So, uh, <laughs> too ambitious for this. Too year. ambitious just now. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. want to win the league, obviously, every year, absolutely. But from the position right now, um, so yeah, just quickly and before we, not going to really go through the, the other games that happened in the league, but, uh, really one major incident to talk about. But just before we do that, a quick home and away win for the upcoming games this weekend with other teams. We'll give us a, a sound drop for home and away. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> I actually forgot my sound sounds this week, so the only sound you've got is us droning on. Um, sound me. Cardiff Milton. Cardiff. Yeah, I agree. Got M- Manchester Guildford. <sighs> now, obviously, slight spoilers, but could this depend on how many players Manchester have got? <laughs> Yeah, well, it could, it could do, yeah. Um, Guilford getting, getting a good win against against Cardiff as well at the weekend. But I think Manchester at home, you know, uh, it's a small ring suits them. Yeah, they played well against Guilford last time. Yeah, they did. Um, they did. So I'll, I'll go Manchester. Okay, I'm going Guilford, just because I think Manchester are being a bit of trouble. Um, All right. Nottingham Sheffield Sheffield 
Yeah, they've kind of picked up, haven't they, a bit? Which is good. We, I mean, we absolutely want a Sheffield win there. So, I'm all for it. Let's go Steelers and all that. Uh, Definitely not. I would never say that. <laughs> nah, but if it helps us... Because you want, we want, you want them to go, go out. You want them to go out of the playoffs, really. So I would probably... Well, would yeah. Be rooting for, for Nottingham there. Almost, but... Mm. I'm, I'm always looking at ourselves first. Nah, okay. Uh, Fife, Coventry. Fife, um, 6-5. <laughs> Obviously it's going to be. And Coventry will be three or four goals down at one point and come back. <laughs> Actually, I've, well, I've noticed that Guildford have recently been doing, been doing a climb. Going three goals up and then... Yeah. It's, it's like, like the Cardiff game, actually. It's three, what was it? 3-0 up and then conceding three goals in the last two and a half minutes. Yeah, it's catchy, obviously. And then a couple of, a couple of excellent penalty shots from Kelly Ackman. Oh, crackers. Yeah, crackers. Unbelievable. What a guy. Definitely. Um, but yeah, Fife. Sorry, Fife. Yeah, I, I think Fife will win that. Um, but, of course, Ben Lake, I think, is now top point scorer in the league. Yeah, wee Benny. Yeah, he's been great this year. Speaking um, of Benny, he's been, always, Ben Davies has been, uh, been in amongst the points recently as well. He's definitely upped his game recently as well. Yeah, he's, he's always been a good player, but just in, yeah. in terms of points and stuff. Points-wise, yeah. Got, got one against Cardiff, didn't he? Power play goal. Maybe one or two. Not sure. One, I think. Yeah, one. Um, couple of assists as well. Okay, on to Sunday, Dundee Fife. Let's go Dundee. I was going to say that as well. <laughs> that will be different sometime. Coventry, Sheffield. Coventry. 5-4. I'm going Sheffield there. 5-4 Coventry. Uh, Milton, Cardiff. Cardiff. Yeah. And Guildford and Manchester. Manchester. Nah, no way. <laughs> <laughs> Guildford all the way. Um, okay, so... Addressing then the the major incident, I guess you could call it, that happened over the weekend. We'll just kind of skip over the other results because they pale into insignificance, really. Um, with the, the incident that happened after the game in Fife, they were playing Manchester, obviously, the day after they, they played us. Um, and you could, could describe it as, what, unsavoury? Yeah, I guess Is that's that, that the best way to put it. Um, it was two one the game. Uh, in Fife's favour, but of course not. Can't we can't really say too much. We we weren't actually there, but been a lot of video and stuff circulating and rumours about what did and what didn't happen. Uh, but it looked like there was a a brawl at the end after somebody, maybe was it Dane Byers took offence to something that happened. Uh, did you see his? Did you see his apology? Not his apology note, but his explanation. Explanation, yeah, some nonsense about shaking hands and then going to the your side for the man of the match or some shit. But I mean, this is absolute fucking mint. Yeah, it was absolute just absolute drivel coming out of his mouth. I mean, we've talked. He's the only guy. He's the only guy who <laughs> skated over at that end. I mean, yeah, we've we've talked nah. in the past that he's obviously got a bit of a reputation um, and whatever whatever happened 
Um, he kind of kicked off and then everyone really got involved. I don't think many Manchester players sat it out other than Jin and Owen kind of chatting at the side. But um, from what I saw, a lot of poor stuff, um, especially the, the bit where I think it's Declan Balmer's holding Isaac's back and Springer's just punching his face. Yeah, I saw that as well. But, you know, interesting that Springer never get called for anything there. Mm. I think you can see uh, from that video, I think it was Blake Copeland <laughs> just skates, skates away from the from the scene. Yeah, I mean, and then Springer I mean, just sat. We're laughing at it. I mean, it is pretty serious. It was quite... Yeah. I think... Todd, did you see Todd Dutium's interview about it? I think he... I've not... I've you not know, he summed it. up quite well just saying it was... I think the phrase was fricking, but embarrassing. Um, and that there were guys there that, you know, shouldn't even be playing hockey type thing. Um, but yeah, some, some really poor stuff, but I did laugh at <laughs> Copeland just skating by the main, the main incident. Um, and yeah, I think um, Stofflet got involved and had a bad fall and stuff, whatever. Um but basically, yeah. I think to sum it up, it's not the first time where you've had Manchester kind of losing control of the players. Um, Fife obviously played their part as well, but I think it's it's mainly caused by Manchester frustrations, so to speak, and then coaches coming on at the end, etc. Yeah, it was it was pretty poor, just all in all. <laughs> yeah, there's not really been. There's not really been anything uh, sort of like that uh, this season. But, you know, Man- Manchester are just one of those teams that have got that in them. And obviously players like Byers and, and Backer are going to get themselves involved. Spring uh, Springer as well, obviously. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, it's kind of funny to, to look at it now, I guess, because it's, it's Fife and Manchester and it doesn't really doesn't affect us too much. But... Um, no, it's uh, unsavory. I don't really want to see that. Nah, um, I would, but that's you know that's kind of that's what you get from a Ryan Finnerty team, I guess, as well. We, yeah, it, never, we never really had that at clan, though, did we? It wasn't really nah, it that kind of no. out of control style. Did the, there was the incident earlier this season with in Guildford where Manchester where Finnerty got the ban for failing to control <laughs> the players, but it wasn't quite on that. That sort of scale, um, you know. Maybe that's, maybe that's why he came on in the ice to, yeah, maybe. to show that he was he was in control. Of these yeah. players. Uh, who knows? But I mean, when the coaches come on, they're sort of lost in the ruckus of bodies of <laughs> six feet four guys on skates, just kind of bullying each other about. But that nah, was it wasn't great. I don't think it had gone down well anywhere really. Um, Obviously, the hostile atmosphere at Fife, it just all kicked off. To be honest, I'm surprised there weren't any Fife fans over the boards. Yeah, in the end, hopefully, the bans come down on whoever's responsible, really. Um, I think some might get it pretty badly. Yeah. Um, Definitely, guys, with buyers. Yeah, Uh, Harrison Ruop as well was involved with the the fight yeah. really at the start by the looks of it mm-hmm. uh, yeah it'll be interesting to see 
just what comes out and you know how many players end up with a suspension from it. Uh, definitely could affect their games this weekend, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and on the incident, Fiona Stewart on Twitter said outrageous, which I believe sums up quite well. Yeah. <laughs> Sums up very well. One one good word to to explain what we've tried to explain in the last yeah, five minutes. Exactly. Watch the videos if you've not seen it. Um, if you if you've forgotten what WWE was like back in the day, then a proper <laughs> w- Royal Rumble. WWE on ice. <laughs> yeah. Never <laughs> means never means dancing on ice. Yeah, it's taking over for that. Gemma Collins and <laughs> Gemma Collins and. Stone Cold's going at it. <laughs> <laughs> Big Gemma Collins and Dane Byers going right at it. Um, yeah, okay, so just moving on then to the, the final bit of... Well, in fact, two two points of hockey news. The first one, just quickly, we heard uh, a wee snippet from Brian Gratton in a recent podcast that you found. Yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> Made for some for some entertainment and work today, that's for sure. Uh, on, uh, I think it's the, it's the Biscuit podcast. Yeah, how, how did you find that? I think it was on... I was scrolling through the... Uh, through our, our Twitter feed, and I think somebody had liked it. Um, and I think that's how it came up. Right, okay. I gave it, gave it a wee listen to see if there was, you know, any insight provided into what actually happened um, regarding Grant uh, and you need to fast forward to the last uh, five minutes so did you did you listen to the whole thing about his career I listened to a wee bit at the start um, you know pretty interesting yeah um, no it was he's an interesting got, guy yeah if you've got if you've got the time definitely I would I would give it a listen um, but you know last last uh, five minutes he mentions um before that, they were talking about his, his career in the in the KHL and stuff. I think he was uh, one of the coaches there. Was like a what 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 Grant described as a sort of mafia guy. <laughs> and uh, there was one one game uh, that we were playing against our rivals, and uh, I think this this coach basically said to to the whole team, "Go out there and start a brawl at the start of the game, and yeah. if he's done, then don't bother coming back." So that was, you know, that's interesting insight into the coach's name was Ryan Finnerty. <laughs> so the Russian Ryan Finnerty. Um Ryzenov Finn Finnertrov. Finnertrov. Ryzenov Finnertrov. no that I mean that that bit's definitely that's definitely interesting. But anyway, it sort of went on it to talk about the rest of his time in Europe and he would you know, he, he did stress that it's a good idea for guys um towards the end of their career or if it's perhaps not working out in, in the States, um to to sort of go over to, to Europe. Um but he, he did say I I was trying to remember the quote now that I'd sent you. Uh wait till I find it. Here we are. That was a good one. He says I was playing in England and I kind of hated it so I came back. <laughs> that is li- that is a summary. That is That's, a summary of half of this season. That is Josh Grant in a nutshell. So he, he thought he's he was getting, playing in for England. For a start he's got the country wrong. I mean, yeah. not, we all know that. But 
Um, not really a surprise to, to hear that he, that he kind of hated it here. We just kind of thought he was a guy that kept himself to himself. Um, didn't obviously realise that he, he just wasn't, just wasn't enjoying his time here. Um, yeah. And that can happen as well, I guess, you know. Uh, we've seen that before. Yeah. Guys coming over, especially if they've come over for the first time and, you know, they've not really settled and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and then I think he was, or somebody got in touch with him from, from the East Coast League. Uh, I think it's the team where he is just now. Um, South Carolina Stingrays. That's the one. Uh, and they got in touch with him and offered him an opportunity to, to come back. And I think that's that's what's happened there. Um, so it wasn't, I don't think it was anything clan related uh, from from our side, I don't think it was it was our decision to to let him go, kind of thing. You know, it just it just kind of wonders though, uh, or it makes me wonder anyway that you know if if he was still there, just you know what what would the team be like just now? I know it's it's a crazy thought actually, because um, um, it did it did seem like the turning point. Yeah, yeah it and, but he does say as well that he. Would, when he was here, he just he thought about just chucking it completely. Right. Um, so you know that's that's kind of interesting as well. You know, he just he wasn't like he was enjoying it that much that he just thought about just ending his career, and that was yeah, not his career, no, absolutely his career. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's nothing really against him. Maybe he obviously doesn't settle, but good to to make the change happen. However, it did. Because um, you obviously want guys that want to be here, um, so yeah. And he did he did say that as well. He, he acknowledged that you know he, he can be a guy that's. Uh, he just I think he said there, there's days that he can turn up and he's just he's just grumpy. Yeah. Um, that's just the kind of guy he is, you know. As yeah, I mean he's done loads in his career as well. So. Yeah. No. Definitely. Definitely. I think he's kind of. He's more of sort of older, an older style kind of guy. He likes the sort of rough and tumble of hockey. Um, right, he definitely conveys that through through that podcast. It's definitely worth a listen anyway. Yeah. 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 Give it a give it a wee a wee earful if you can. Um, the final bit of hockey news then, and it was it was some positive news certainly from our point of view, and it was that. Um, Stefan Meyer has won the the fan vote for next next guy up in the the wall of fame. Um and I for one obviously was was delighted to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I think we were both pretty delighted. I think common sense has has prevailed in the end. I think uh I guess we were not worried but just the amount of the amount of fans that you know liked and appreciated uh, Chris Frank and obviously he, he did a job and he was he was excellent at that job but uh, you know, guys it just it means that guys like Meyer often go so under the radar almost but it's good to see that uh, a lot of fans have, have voted for him and I think deservedly out of the three deserves to to be up there yeah a, a really great guy as well um I think the the news was that his banner will be raised with a repaired Kyle Jones banner. 
<laughs> in March, I think, against Dundee. Uh, right. So hopefully he's coming with his family, so hopefully we'll be able to get along to that. Uh, he did did say on Facebook, um, an absolute honour, thank you to the organisation Purple Army for making this happen. What a fantastic gesture for a final send-off to the game that consumed and built our family. I played my last game as a player there and lived my first day as a father there. What a hell of a ride. So, uh, that'll be good to see him back. Yeah, definitely. Um, certainly a player that was well-liked, scored some brilliant goals and did a lot of stuff for the team. Um, so, yeah, definitely deserved. And, uh, yeah, that'll be good to see. Um, I did also notice that Tansky and Stanish were out at a school today, which was, I guess, another good thing to see that we're actually still doing stuff like that. All right, uh, right. With the kids, um, somewhere in Paisley, so... Your kids? <laughs> Not my kids, I'm afraid, although <laughs> if I did have kids, I'd be happy to give them Tansky and Stanish to to take them out and educate them about hockey. Um, I think Tansky would be a great laugh. It would be, yeah. Um, you just uh, leave, leave your kids with me and would keep them entertained. Yeah. Uh, they've come back brilliant players. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nah, but good good to see that they're actually still doing stuff like that, so. Um, yeah. Or was... not still, I think there was potentially a time when we stopped, so. Uh, hmm. Yeah, uh, no, there was. Nah, it's, it's good to. I'm missing, uh, I'm missing Gareth Chalmers' blogs, I have to say. Yes. Uh, <laughs> on that note, there there were some some funny funny mistakes. <laughs> he, he did he did like a, a good a good error on his blog, but um, <laughs> there was also some ridiculous things that that were posted in that article about Meyer. Um, so I was going to try and find them, but I think it's too far down for me to. Oh no, I found it. I found it. All right, hold on. Sorry, I know it doesn't work very well and I was going to say radio there, but on a podcast. But I can promise you I'm loading up the article. Um, Kyle Jones, this is just a quote. Um, Kyle Jones' banner is currently being repaired and will be hung back its pride of place at the same time as Stephen Meyer's banner. So it will be hung back its pride of place. Uh, and we've we've got the classic uh, seasons apostrophe s etc. Not that we're the grammar police, but that kind of stuff annoys me from official club postings. We don't really rip the club much at all, but that kind of stuff's just pure it's shit. It's basic. Sort of. You don't. You, I mean, you don't need an apostrophe after or for everything that's pluralised. No, I know it's because yeah. <laughs> that's not that's not what it is. Uh, yeah, so we don't know who's we don't know who's doing that, who's behind that, but sort it. Out. Yeah, get it sorted. It's official. You want it to be. You want it to look presentable. Yeah, professional. So um, that's. I mean, that's really it. Yeah, no, that is exactly it. Uh, I know Stephen. Ma- Stephen Meyer was a kind of uh, scruffy, messy-looking guy, but uh, we don't want our posts to reflect that, you know. Indeed. Um, just before we we finish then, uh, for the night, I think it's only fair that we we discuss another win for Partick Thistle. Obviously, switching 
subject a bit here. Um, but they're absolutely flying now. I think ever since I went to that game, uh, you know, stuff, forms just picked up completely. So, again, happy to take the credit for that. Uh, if any Thistle fans want to get in touch financially or otherwise, then, you know, technically I did I did save your season. So, do you think we could get Thistle to sponsor our podcast? Potentially. They might get more exposure that way. Imagine, imagine seeing, imagine seeing our logo on their shirts next season. <laughs> I'm sure a certain Mister Bell would, uh, would uh, love good that. Good exposure for us. Yeah, no, well, exactly. We might need to update our logo. Actually, that's a good point. Might do that. Oh yeah. Might do that if we get a free, free ten minutes. Yeah, so stay tuned, folks. Um, <sighs> but no, just quickly then the Scottish Cup was was there over the weekend um, and uh, a couple of couple of results worth mentioning um, obviously nothing as good as Thistle but uh, Hibs beat Wraith Rovers um, Dundee United picking up a good win against St Mirren albeit they're obviously struggling at the moment um, and Kilmarnock and Rangers uh, will, play, will be playing again uh, in a a replay. Um, I've not actually seen any incidents from that. I think apparently there were a few in that game. Yeah, um, I've seen the incident with. Uh, I think it was. Was it Power? Max Power? No, it's not Max Power. Is it Max Power? Nah. Who knows? Who knows? His uh, his foot was was very high. Um, I think I, I mean I can't I don't even know who the Rangers player was that was involved. Uh, but you know I think he's I think Gerard has said it'd be interesting to see if anything comes of that. But for me his eyes are on the ball at all times, and it's difficult if you know he's sort of turning round and as the ball's coming over his head uh, catches the Rangers player. Uh, he got booked for it probably probably deserved a booking to be honest. Uh, I don't think there was anything malicious in it, I'd think it warranted anything more than that. Um, the other incident um, is Defoe's uh, diving antics in the penalty box. Right. I don't know if you've seen, I don't was know if you've he, seen was that. Was he booked for diving? I'm not sure. I've only seen like, a, a short clip of of the dive. It just yeah, it just looks absolutely horrendous. Um but you know what? Apart from that, Rangers missed a penalty, um, and I think from all accounts it was a penalty. I've not seen it. Keeper saved yeah. it, didn't he? Yep, keeper saved it. Yeah. Wasn't a great penalty. I think it was just a straight right. down the middle. Okay. Uh, but you know, it's just it's another another penalty for for Rangers. Albeit that one was was probably deserved, but it's just an, another game where. Uh, Rangers have been awarded a penalty. Seems to be a recurrent. Yeah, I've seen a lot of stuff going about on oh, Twitter and things where clubs are tweeting penalty, penalty to Rangers. Uh, I know, I mean, um, whatever. Um, yeah, no, actually there was the, the Morelos-McKenna incident as well during the week. Um, which yeah. was just, you know, hilarious. So, uh, 
The guy seems to enjoy getting sent off against Aberdeen, that's all you can say. Um, yeah. Elsewhere, Aberdeen beat Queen of the South 4-1, but uh, a belter of a goal from Stephen Doby in that game. Uh, I didn't I didn't see most of it, but I have seen that goal. Uh, it was an absolute topper. Yeah, it was. What a strike it was. Um, you know, Aberdeen's uh, edging out eventually. Uh, I think Queen of the South... Um, tired pretty much in that in that second half. Uh, Another team took took full advantage of that. Um, probably deserved to win in the end. I was kind of going between that game and the uh, Man City demolition. Yeah, Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah, that was going on. So, uh, but no, that was a that was a cracking strike, definitely. I thought I'd seen a a better goal on that earlier on in the day, but uh, yeah, Scott Brown. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a, a dominant display by looks of it against St. Johnson. Yeah. Probably, no, bored, was, probably like, bored of playing them now. <laughs> it was actually a good, but it was a good game. Normally, you're sort of, if you're watching Celtic, it can be quite kind of boring at times if they're just keeping the ball and passing it across the back four. But uh, we're definitely looking to move forward. There was a lot of movement uh, in the sort of midfield and forward positions. and uh, overall, it was, it was a really good game and, and topped off by Scott Brown's uh, lovely strike from probably about 25, 30 yards out. Yeah, I think... Top, top bin. I think a lot of the time when teams play Celtic, certainly going to Celtic Park, um, after the first goal goes in, uh, you know, you tend to think that that's probably going to be the game most of the time. Um, the way they come to sit in and defend... Uh, so getting off to as quick a start as they did, I think, um, kind of wrapped up fairly quickly. But now nah, brilliant strike from Brown. Um, Auchinleck, great cup run, but that was ended 4-0 at Hearts, I think. Potentially, maybe people thought it would be a few more than that, but uh, they've done well to to get to that stage, just coming up against a, a better team in the end. Yeah, um, no, definitely. Nothing really else to add to that, but um, no, definitely a, a cracking cup run for for Auckland. Like they'll be, um, they'll be pleased, obviously, just to to have got that far and got that a, a big game against Hearts. Yep, and then obviously the financial rewards from that as well. So absolutely. Um, and then just before we go, you've got a a big game for yourselves on Thursday. Um, yeah. home to Valencia, I think, in of episodes ago and maybe asked you about it when the draw was made but um, what are your thoughts now going into it? Uh, it's still it's obviously going to be tough I think uh, Valencia have been in good form recently in La Liga uh, and in the cup competition as well so it's going to be a difficult game they don't lose very many games um, they draw quite a lot uh, and I think um, I think their manager said that they're that they're tired. The team are tired um, just from the the sheer number of games that they've had to play. Um, but Celtic have Celtic have been the same, and a lot of, a lot of hard hard games coming up for Celtic. Um, so you know it's it's going to be a a tough tie as as always. But um, I've got yeah you know, I've I've got faith that they can certainly give them a game and. Maybe take something. Uh, 
from the first leg. Yeah, absolutely at home. I think. Um, to be honest, it wouldn't surprise me even if they came out with, you know, a win. Um, they'd have to obviously play very well, but just at the moment, I think they've really picked up since since the break and stuff, and we know how how dangerous they can be at home uh, against anyone. So. Yeah, I don't think Valencia will be looking forward to that much, to be honest. Um, nah, maybe, maybe but not. Yeah, of course, having having their way leg second is is going to mean that you know you want to be in it. So in it for yeah. that one. So we'll see. Uh, but no, I think that's probably a good place to to wrap us up. Um, Aye. We've been going going full pelt for for a good bit there, um, but enjoyed covering a lot of hockey stuff because uh, it was action packed since we last recorded it certainly was alright absolutely so as ever folks thanks for turning up and we will see you next time or uh, hear hear you no well, aye well we might you'll, you'll hear us you'll you, hear us you'll definitely time. hear us unless we've got sound issues yeah you'll hear me and I'll hear you and we'll both hear each other. Good night. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>